What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. That guy right there. That's the great, the powerful. It's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up, y'all? Tonight's brew, which I am still working on, Slowly if you're pouring. watching, yeah. is the Bierstad Slow Pour Pills. And Obi's going to tell you guys a little bit more about what is happening right here and, mm-hmm. the, and, and, and the cold read and all that mm-hmm, jazz mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after the break. Yeah. What's on tap for tonight? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, I was, I, was, I was in a scramble for a second trying to think of like um, how I was going to get into the Elon Musk uh, okay. Zuckerberg thing. Yeah, nerd fight. Um, but yeah, just nerd fight. See, I wish that was cascading a little bit more, but it's I want it. I want it. I think we're doing good with the tools we have. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> don't have a slow pour faucet. We uh, we're drinking out of cans, obviously. Yeah. I don't have the correct glassware. We know that. You don't have to tell us. No, exactly. Don't you mind your fucking business? You How probably should. You probably should. You know what? Yeah. Don't even listen. <clears throat> yeah, just go yourself. How about that? I cussed in the first like two minutes. <laughs> I mean, that's the second F you threw on the show already. We're joking. Well, please stay. Freak. Please stay. Darn it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's clink to these. Okay. And you know what? I'll go over the topics when we come back from the theme song. Because I want to enjoy this. I'm excited, yeah. All right. This is episode 396 of the One Beer and Podcast. Great. Okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. You I'm sure? Fine. I'm fine. Okay. As long as that's all you are. Sure. <laughs> this is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew <sighs> takes us. I'm Marco Dupa, as I stated before, mm-hmm. and that is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yes, sir. And uh, these beers... This is this is fun. I was excited to do this. I was excited that you grabbed these. I was excited for you to do it. All right. So, Obi, without further ado, tell the people what we're drinking tonight. Oh, we have the Slow Pour Pills from Bierstadt uh, out of Denver, Colorado. <clears throat> and unfortunately, they don't have a cold read on the can itself. But they do have a cold read on their website. Slow Pour Pills goes as follows. Not everything in your life has to be in a damn hurry. Try our northern German-inspired pills. It is strikingly pale, crisp, and bitter. It is softly malty, aromatic, and crushable. Really, this beer is the reason we brew anything. We take 30 hours to make this on the brew day, and then we lager it until anyone with any normal sense of perspective would say, enough already. (laughs) If you're at the bar and it takes a little longer than normal, go with it. It's called slow pour for a reason. If it gets to you without the head above the rim of the glass, we have failed you. Yeah. See, yeah. and that's what—that's what I was. That billowing. That's yeah, what yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was trying to well, I, I will say I was able to get these locally. If you're if you're local from a la carte, a la carte, and um, they they have the official shout beer, out to Paul at a la carte beer stop. Yes, of course. Uh, 
but they have the official beer stock glasses and i was poured a perfect pour yeah like i could have sworn it was like you know had whipped cream on top yeah oh yeah it was when you do it right, man, and that's why I was so excited about this because at Red Light, whenever we have a whenever we have a pilsner that I can kind of slow pour, I do it every time. Yeah, even when we're not technically doing slow pours, sure, uh, selling to the public, I do them because it's so much fun. Changes the texture of the beer, changes the flavor of the beer, and also it just looks yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah, and 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 pretty. It's like this really nice presentation. It makes you think of like. A beer being poured from the fifties or something. Sure, it has this weird nostalgic yeah. look to it, which is exactly what they're going for with their marketing on it. You know, yeah, it, it looks very classic. It's a very nineteen twenties Great Gatsby esque. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's uh, if you can find it on tap somewhere near you, I uh, highly recommend it. We're not getting to the review yet, no. Nope. But I'm just saying, if you uh-huh. do find it uh, on tap, it's worth the time. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. What's on tap and what we're going to just dive right into. We got Musk versus Zuck. Yeah. <laughs> I know everybody has seen the potential cage fight between two of the richest men in the world. We do live in the most dumb timeline, it's, don't it's, we? It's insane, man. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I know this is something that we agreed to talk about, but also the submarine stuff. Okay. Not, I'm not throwing this in as a topic. Sure. But yeah. When, when thinking about the timeline that we are oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, including that in the yes. current events. Just, it's just an insane thing that continues to dominate the news cycle for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. It's over. Like It's, it's over. over. Yeah. We they're know, dead. We know what happened. They're dead. We know what happened and yeah. they're gone. Yeah. We've, they're, they're, they're picking up debris out of the ocean. Yeah. And that's like front page he, he, news. Front page news. Yeah, I like don't they know. found they found quote unquote human remains, right? They weren't sure if it was human. They were like, it might be human. Sure. It's like I don't care. Right? What do you think happened? Like they died. They died. <laughs> it's it over. doesn't matter if they found human remains or not. They're dead. Who cares? It's yeah. done. Right. What right. are we still talking about this for? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. in more relevant news, let, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Vent it out. Okay. Yeah. I watched Milf Manor. Yeah, that's good. Well, the first two episodes. Yeah. And I, didn't you, you know, just an episode ago or so, say we'll never talk about reality <laughs> TV? I did say that. On this show? I did say that. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Then we don't have to talk about it. I am, I am nothing if not... Uh, well, I am a Here is your crow, sir. <laughs> now eat. Fine. We're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, reality TV, okay. but not in the way that Sherry likes to talk about reality TV. Mm-hmm. In so much that is, <laughs> <laughs> it is a blight on this earth, uh-huh. and I wish we could eradicate all of it. Sure. But since it still exists, and sometimes you walk into a bar and they're playing it, and you have no choice but to get sucked into it, mm-hmm. I've got uh, opinions. Okay, and then uh, finally we have Final Fantasy. Yeah, sixteen. Now that's out. Talked about it a little bit last week, um, but now that you've played the demo, I have the game itself. A few hours into it, we can get a little bit more into it. You want let's, let's just start with that because that's fresh. I played it this morning. Okay, sure. So I, what what is in my brain is is very fresh. Ah, okay, good. So uh, Final Fantasy 16 so far has been a pretty big success. People have been digging it. 
good reviews. Um, you know, as I said last week, the demo was like like a really good representation of what the game was going to be and got a lot of people really excited about it. Even people who weren't necessarily into Final Fantasy to begin with. Um, now that I have it, I am happy to say it's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good game. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good game. Um, but, you know, I think it's kind of... It's a little dull for me just to talk about how much I liked it mm. because I'm known to be the RPG guy between us, mm. you know? Yep. Um, so I'm more curious. I'll, I'll get back to my opinion on, like, the game outside of the demo. We still want to hear it. Yeah. I'll still talk about it. But I'm more... I'm, I'm chomping at the bit here. Um, to hear about you, sir, as someone who's not been into Final Fantasy since, like, what, seven back in the day? Mm, I played eight and a little of ten. Okay. And then that was it. After okay. that. Yeah, yeah. After Nothing. the PS2 era. Yeah. You were I, gone. I've not played, no, I've not played a single Final Fantasy game since Well, PS2. seven remake. Well, seven remake. A yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. I'm about 15 hours into it, so mm. 15 to 20 hours. I mean, I played it. I just haven't finished it. Yeah. It's just driving me crazy. Okay. And it's still in there. It needs to be finished. It does. It does. I'm, I'm gonna. You I'm should. Gonna. Um, but yeah, that being said, you have definitely not... You've been a, uh, a, a, a loud opponent of turn-based video yes. games. Yes. Fortunately for Marco, uh, Final Fantasy has turned into more of an action RPG mm-hmm. over time. Um, I'm curious because I have my own sort of hypothesis on how this is going. But <laughs> I'm curious, my friend, what you, as somebody who's not much of an art, uh, uh, JRPG specifically uh, person, thinks of Final Fantasy 16 after playing the demo. Okay. There's a lot of hallmarks of JRPG games in it. Yeah. But the I know that what Square has been trying to do, at least in the past couple of years, is kind of marriage uh Japanese styles with like more traditional American slasher or not slasher uh beat 'em ups. Slash and r- run and gun, slash action, and dash, hack yeah. and slash, hack and slash yeah, is yeah. what I was thinking of. Hero hack action games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They've been trying to marry those two styles. Western style RPGs. Yeah. Uh especially starting with Final Fantasy VII remake, you could see you could see them attempting it. And I haven't played 14 or 15. Yeah. And I know F- that they 15, did it. Yeah, 15 started doing that too. Yeah. Uh, probably, I think it started with 14. Yeah, so 14 was say. before 7 Remake. So I yeah. guess they oh, yeah, started yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, 14 yeah. and then on to 7 Remake and now and then 15. 16, man, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, buddy. It's l- literally... <laughs> Playing it, it's Devil May Cry meets Game of Thrones. Yeah, the 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 fighting system. And so here's the thing: Final Fantasy VII is one of my all-time favorite games ever made. True, the, the original. It's one of my favorite. It was like it was the first game I got on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember the ads. I remember seeing it on TV. And they do. It was like a. It was like the same cut that you see in the beginning of the game where the train, it flashes the train, then it flashes the factory, and it flashes yeah. back to the train, flashes the factory, and then it slow zooms out and Cloud's sitting there with the Buster Sword and everything. That was the ad. Yeah. And I, I mean, I remember that and I was like, it looks real. I was like, Dad! <laughs> Dad! 
that. <laughs> I need that now. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it, it, you know, that has a place in my heart, Final Fantasy VII. I play the remake, and I just kind of, it just doesn't, my thing is now when I think about it, I'm like, yo, either just stick with the turn-based style with updated graphics mm. or go whole hog mm. with this new style. Because yeah. especially now that I've played this demo for 16, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, they got something for this right <laughs> <laughs> They got uh-huh. something with this shit right here. Okay. I mean, it, well, you're, you're playing the game proper now, but there's yeah. a mode once you, once you finish the, the, the story of the demo, demo yeah. there's a mode. It's like a two-hour demo. Yeah. yeah, and it's called Icon Challenge. Mm-hmm. And Icon is, I'm not even going to try to explain what that is in the if you're familiar with Final Fantasy, I'll do it for you. Don't worry. Thank you. If you're familiar with Final Fantasy, uh, there are summons in the game. So I ha- I'm sorry, I have to push up my glasses. There for you this. go. Uh, there are summons in the game where you can summon a a godlike creature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in Final Fantasy 16, they've lore wise sort of switched it up and called those summons icons. Yeah, which are now these like. <clears throat> world destroying like nukes of weapons that people uh, like very few people on the world have the power to become yeah so it's a little like um uh, uh what's it called the uh, the anime um with the the giants that eat people attack on titan oh right yeah. right right yeah yeah it's a little like that a little like that yeah it's pretty sure. similar to that there's all there's also a titan in <laughs> there is a titan yeah there's a, one of the icons is a titan yeah and he kind of looks like he it. does, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a mode called Icon Challenge, which is based later in the game, where you can kind of get a feel for what it would be like once you have, once you're like in the thick of the game, as opposed to in the beginning when you're learning everything. Yeah. And bro, I mean, it's it's just it's so much fun. Yeah. The fluidity of the um, dodge parry system. Mm-hmm is like i don't want to sound hyperbolic tell them it's it's one of the best fight systems that i've played so satisfying it's so satisfying yeah and it's not just i could see how the difficulty could um how it could curve and how it could still make sense with the cinematic dodge and the cinematic like like the pseudo quick time events that they have on there when you play it in real time, because like in the demo, they just show you the cinematic um, dodges and the mm-hmm. cinematic hits or whatever they call it. Yeah. In the game, in the course of the game, you will you will encounter that that very short window of time where you can dodge something. Mm-hmm. You encounter that in game. So in the middle of fighting like all of these creatures and knights and all this shit, you've got these you've got these mini quick time events happening in the middle of the i mean it's so good yeah it's so good it's crazy how i was like immediately it felt i guess i wish that the button mapping was a little different Mm -hmm. o was always the dodge button it's weird that it's r1 r1 yeah but that you get over that pretty quickly yeah uh because o is utilized for something else dash actually dash Mm -hmm. and then a bunch of other shit but anyway that's I'm, I'm, i'm going down a weird unnecessary (laughs) it's very it's it it is some of the most satisfying uh mechanics that i've played in in a really long time yeah and those mechanics are all made by 
the guy who did Devil May Cry. So makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 So I, I, the, the, the story is really, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy or any kind of like traditional anime, then I think you'll dig the story. Mm hmm. To me, it was kind of starting to take me out of it a little bit. It was a little melodramatic, and I was just kind of starting to... I was just like, man, fuck this cutscene, man. Let me get back to fucking... Let me tell you, Sherry, mid-game, as I was playing today, she goes, this game's a little melodramatic. <laughs> and I went, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's how they are. Everyone's really upset about something. They're yeah. all upset. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's so upset. Yeah. She goes, like, are they all like this? <laughs> Is this are, what you do? Are any of them, like, you know, ever have any levity in them at all? I'm like, yeah, some of them a little yeah, bit. A little bit but, of levity, a little bit. You know, there's, but, there's scenes where there's, yeah. like, levity. Seven has levity, you know? Yeah, there's fun stuff to do in that. But, the, uh, yeah, 16 is very stone-faced mm-hmm. and dark and melodramatic. Very I mean, sad. You know, the, the, yeah, it's just, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but, like, yeah, you'll, you'll know when you play it. Like, oh, God. It's a little eye-rolly, a little, little cringy. Yeah. But the game itself is so satisfying to play. It's like, all right, I can, I can look past that. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I mean, it. It. I'm definitely gonna buy the game. Good. Yeah, I'm, I am. I'm. I need to know what happens next. I need to know what happened with the two icons. I need to know where that one came from. I need yeah. To, I need. Yeah. I need answers, dog. I need answers. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> Very good. Uh, well, I'll tell you, as someone who's, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen how many hours I'm in, but I'm a substantial amount of hours. I'd say, like, probably in the realm of 10-ish, yeah. maybe 12. Um, it, uh, I think the, the, the predominant thing for me that stands out more than anything is definitely the combat system, which is super satisfying. It's funny to say this, but almost to a fault, where anytime there is a breakup of the combat to a cinematic... Like you were saying, and mind you, I'm a I'm a cinematic ass man. Mm. I love uh, I'm a cinematic ass man. <laughs> um, I oh, love yeah. I love to sit there with you know gobsmacked with the controller in my hand and watch like a 20 minute cinematic. I'm a Kojima whore, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I'm I'm into it. I love it. And and let Let's me go, tell baby. you, underrated. You people who complain about this shit, I don't get it. No. It's so much fun. It's it's incredible. It's incredible what they're able to do, especially nowadays where so much of the cinematics are in game engine. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy, crazy. Um, but you know the 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 sort of quality of those is top notch as well mm-hmm. when it's like a major event. But at the same time, I think the game is so much fun to play that whenever they like relinquish control for me. Especially in those like little interstitials where you're like doing a side mission and like have to talk to some droning NPC for a while, I'm like, come on, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I end up like skipping a lot of that, which I normally don't do. I like to get as much lore as possible. Um, but whenever I'm like, I get the idea of what's happening here. Let me just skip through it. I'll just skip through it. Yeah. But like almost to a fault, I'm like, I just want to get back to fighting stuff. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it's great. And, and like I love I love the gameplay loop of like every time you have an encounter, you see the numbers tick up. Yeah. You know? I've seen some some reviewers like kind of knock that as like, oh, it kind of takes me out of it. I wish it was more cinematic where like, you know, you didn't have that every single time. 
especially like during like major boss battles, doesn't bother me. No, like, no, at no, all. no. Like, I, I love satisfying. I love the so and so has been vanquished or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and because there's like traditional Final Fantasies things in the game oh, that yeah, you're yeah. like, and you're like, bro, that that. Because I was thinking about this, and I was going to ask you about this. If, <clears throat> well, I mean, I know the answer because I started playing it. This I had this question before I played it, <laughs> okay. which was, if it wasn't called Final Fantasy 16, would you even know that it was a Final Fantasy game because mm-hmm. it's so far removed from those things? Yeah. But when you play it, you're like, no, this is definitely a Final Fantasy which is, game. Which is, you know, I don't understand the complaint uh, from... A vocal minority of people on the internet, yeah, saying that oh, this doesn't feel or look like Final Fantasy. No, it, it no, absolutely silly. does. Silly. Like, I mean, beyond like chocobos and stuff, like it just it it all of the aesthetics are very Final Fantasy. Yeah, which is a unique thing. It's always a mashup of like, obviously, this one's more leaning towards like medieval sort of high fantasy stuff. Yeah, but um, you still get a lot of the strange mashup of technology and magic and uh uh sort of lord of the rings-esque creatures and stuff yeah and weird japanese things that they throw in that uh, out of left field that all come together to make it feel uniquely final fantasy yeah um but i you know i think the the one of the better things that people haven't really talked about about 16 is that not only aesthetically, but like gameplay and style-wise, is it such a an interesting sort of um, reach from Japanese developers to the West? Yeah, to be like, we see what you're doing over there. <clears throat> We're gonna try to fiddle with that a little bit. Yeah, it kind of it almost in a way feels like an inverse, like Ghost of Tsushima. You know, right? Where it's right. like instead of Westerners trying to do a Japanese game, it's Japanese people doing a Western style game, yeah, in their own way. Yeah. You know, making it their own, which I just find really interesting, and it's it's really unique in a way. And you know, of course, there's tons of cliches in it. A lot of it, a lot of it, is pulled directly from Game of Thrones. Oh um, yeah, like it, like to a point where it's a little distracting at it's times. It's almost but, like. It's a lot. Let me tell you, when you actually start playing the game, there's even more that you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys took that too? Um, but, you know, it, it, it's even so, they still make it their own in a way. And I love the lore. I love the deep dive that you can do if you so choose. There, in the main game, this isn't a spoiler, but in the main game, you can actually like speak to like a a scholar essentially Mm. and read up more on lore if you're so inclined well you know when you brought up the the thing where you can kind of pull up at any point in time what's going on yeah the uh, active whatever yeah when i finally got to get my hands on it and do it i was like oh this is even better than the way you described like it makes perfect because even dog i'm listening i'm watching this cutscene. And then I finally get my hands on the game, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who are these people? What is this? Why should, what, why should I care about this thing? And so I read on the lore yeah, yeah. and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. It makes me wish, again, retroactively, that Kojima could have done that in all of the Metal Gear stuff. Yeah, and yeah been that like, definitely would have helped. What happened in Zanzibar again? Yeah. What? Yeah, because they reference it like... Like you were there. It's like, bro, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yes, please, Lord dump me. I am just hanging on by a thread yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Can we get back 
to me hiding in a locker. We're going off vibes. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so far I am loving it. I, you know, in a strange way, I do miss the traditional RPG mechanics, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the turn-based style yeah, and the deeper RPG mechanics of like having a, a team that you equip different things to and like learning different magics and, and, you know, uh, building your party in that way. But, you know, I, I've been able to realize that get over it kind of kind of kind of uh i still miss those things and i think i would like the game even more if it was more like that but for what it is it's doing what it does very well it doing what it does it, it do what it does it and do it, does it does it very well um so yeah i can't fault it for that and you know there's still there's still plenty of games that have turn-based mechanics that i can go into yeah um you got like a thousand personas to play. That's true. That's that's very true, and many more hopefully to come. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, what else are we playing right now? Um. Well, I'm still in the end game of Tears of the Kingdom, so I'm I'm creeping up to the end of that. How what how do you even do? You just rotate through these games. Is that what you do? Kind of. I need to understand the psychology <laughs> of playing multiple games at well, look, once. Here, here's the deal, man. Here's the deal, man. So it's not even just games. It's media at large. I have to choose what I'm going to indulge in per day, right? So there, there's a strategy involved here, okay? So, so far, what, I, what I've done this week, this past week, uh-huh. has been me, first of all, taking full focus on... Um, Killers of the Flower Moon, right? Right. So I I solely focused the vast majority of my my time on reading that book. Yeah. I finished it. Fantastic book. Love it. Great. You should read it too. Um so now that that's out of the way, I need to refill, much like an RPG, mm. a new mechanic to, you know, a new magic to mm. to acquire to mm. max out. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I'm gonna do um and I'm actually on the first couple of pages now of uh, No Country for Old Men. Right. I feel like that's a nice, smooth transition into another, like, Western kind of book. Okay. Not by the same author. You know, I'm trying to switch it up a little bit because I have two other books I need to read from the same author because I really enjoyed this book. Yeah. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. So that's been my, my main focus. However, in the background, I've been playing solely uh, Final Fantasy once I got it. And uh, Tears of the Kingdom I've been playing since it came out. I've, I say over the past month, played m- more Tears of the Kingdom than anything else. Any other media at all. Just because it <coughs> is my comfort food game. Yeah. So I've been slowly going through like the main story, but most of it's just been like kind of farting around and, you know, discovering stuff and building things and hanging out. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll feel so inclined to do a mission. So that's basically been it. Right. But, you know, I have, like I, I told you, I have Crisis Core Reunion or whatever, the remake of that, uh-huh. sitting in the back burner. Just waiting. Just waiting to be I, I, And, you know, I just, <laughs> before I decided that Final Fantasy sixteen was going to be awesome, I started the uh, Yakuza Zero again. So, look, there's, there's, too much, <clears throat> there's too much to consume. Ugh. 
What's funny? I'm is only one man. It, it, we're just we're just men. We're just innocent men. We're just innocent men. Normal men. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> just innocent men. We consume media very differently, and I think that that's very kind of indicative of our personalities. Yeah, probably. Because the way that I, I'm just it's just on a whim. It's like <laughs> I woke up today and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna play. A video game today, or I'm going to catch up on a TV show. Today. Yeah, and there's no thought process behind like, what is my what's my gut saying right now? <laughs> Literally yeah. in the moment is like, yeah. am I going to play Jedi Survivor or am I going to catch up on a TV show? Yeah, which by the way is what I'm playing right now. Jedi, Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. I'm like I'm in deep now. I'm in deep. I've seen you on PSN. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, it's really really good. It's really yeah. good. And it and I mean I talked about it last week or the week before. Got a mullet trophy. Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, because uh, he did the drop kick and I was like, that was fucking sick as shit. <laughs> and then I got a trophy for it and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it the the they they built this game, the sequel, uh, and like the way that they the way that they like. I, um, were able to do everything that they did in the first game and like improve on that stuff and then mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, take it to the next level. I'm like really really impressed with with this game and I think that I hope that they just make Jedi games forever. I will buy yep. this game once every two years whenever they if they just keep making these kinds of games. Set any Jedi with different abilities because sometimes you play as other characters and stuff and you know no spoilers but like they're even more fun to play mm-hmm. so it's like the the potential here is is i don't want to say limitless but it's it's up there sure i my only nitpick really of the game is that like it it shows it shows its age sometimes i was talking to steve shout out to steve friend of the show mm-hmm. about this because he's a big you know jedi survivor star wars guy and we were talking about it and he was saying that it's it's most likely because all these games are still built on the Unreal Engine four, right? And five's not being utilized yet the way that that you know these devs want to use it, yeah. right? So until they start shifting over to this new engine and building games out from the ground up using that, you're going to get all these hallmarks of older games, yeah, so, things that could have lived on last gen, yeah, yeah. So like you're playing Jedi Survivor, for instance, and Say you go up to an NPC and you start talking to them, and what do they do? They just stand there stoically, <laughs> and they have this conversation. And no matter what they say or what they emote, they just stand there. And then once you're done with the conversation, they go back to this like relaxed <laughs> state, and then you walk away. And it's just like it's yeah. little shit sure. that better games have gotten around to immerse you more in the world of the game. Yeah, because the second you have a conversation with somebody. And you realize, oh, I'm playing a video game. It shocks you for a second. And, like, you know, it's a little bit of a whiplash where you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm playing mm-hmm. a video game. Because you'll be running, fighting, cinematic will happen. You're like, this is fucking awesome. And then the second you got to talk to a character who's not in the main story, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm playing a video game. Yeah. So it's little shit like that that kind of takes you out of it, you know. And also, I, I want to talk about this for two seconds. Okay. When are we going to figure out? how to learn abilities in a sequel that doesn't have to do with 
losing your memory or or uh, 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 any, any kind of like trope. Like why I want a game. I want a sequel to a game mm-hmm. where the character is just as good as he was in the last game yeah. and all the enemies are just stronger to compensate for how OP you are yeah. coming from the last game. See, the issue with that is the same issue with like pro wrestling and uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I cannot wait for this metaphor. Where it's like, well, first of all, you have to have the the chutzpah to, to believe that you're going to have a sequel. That's number one. Okay. Number two is m- more along the analogy I was trying to make is that you have to make the big bad in your story, the main enemy, the big boss, threatening enough to seem like the ultimate bad. Right. You know, maybe you can tease something even worse, but ultimately it needs to be like, no, you're fighting the ultimate evil, the the worst thing you could possibly fight against. Yeah. At least for your character. So if you are going up against like a lieutenant and you know that there's something out there stronger with certain abilities that you don't you know, currently even know or haven't faced before, then it's going to feel like a half measure. It's going to feel like half a game. They're going to yeah. be like, why didn't you have me like level up until I could fight that person? Yeah. So that's what I think about that. I will say a game that kind of went around that entire issue, because I agree with you. I, I, I hate the whole, like, you know, the, the Castlevania thing of like, oh, you have all these awesome abilities, and then uh, after the first... 10 seconds you're completely dog shit yeah again um or even worse you just start off with nothing uh, um or yeah i mean like a, a, a really any any metroidvania yeah uh nowadays but actually tears of the kingdom did a pretty good job of that mm. whereas you don't have your same abilities as you did uh before but you have an entire new like pantheon of abilities yeah so instead of like being like you have to get your same stuff back and more it's like no 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 we're not doing any of those old things anymore we're doing new things yeah instead of that <clears throat> that's a good way to go about it yeah just and don't you, even retread you can essentially do what you did before a different way through items as opposed to having those abilities just like you know on your thumb pad or whatever but they askew that that entire uh, trope. Trope, yeah, of just being like, no, we're going to do something completely different. We're going to set up the world differently, even though it's the same world technically, um, and make it a, a playground for you to explore for the first time all over again. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. It's like in Jedi Survivor, for instance. He relearns certain force abilities where you're like, that's not even really an ability. That's just. There'll be times where, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler. You Don't make learn- me learn a double jump. I, I, no, no, you can double <laughs> jump. Thank it's you. It's just funny that you can do the double jump or the Jedi jump or whatever. But you, there's certain things that you can't, like, okay, you can, you can push and pull with the Force, yeah. right? But you have to wait until later on, and I guess this is sort of a spoiler, but it's not like a story spoiler, to pull down and lift up with, hmm. this, with the Force, right? Okay. So... Say there's a door in your way that you know that you can you can break that barrier, pushing it or pulling it out of the way. Yeah. 
there are certain obstacles in your way that you encounter later on where it's like a door that you have to raise up as opposed to destroying by pushing or pulling it, right? Okay. So it's just like a big, like, like, like garage, like bay door. Yeah. And the way that you can lift it is by literally lifting it with the force. Mm-hmm. You're telling me <laughs> that 20 hours into this game, I have to learn how yeah. to lift up with instead force, of yeah. pushing. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know it sounds like a nitpick because it is, but it's ridiculous. I mean, it takes there's, you out of it. There's no reason why a guy as talented and as attuned to the force as Cal Kestis is has to relearn <laughs> how to lift a door. It's yeah. cr- it, it, it's like it's little shit like that that sure. again takes you out yeah, yeah. and lets you know oh that's right I'm playing a video yeah. game. Yeah, it's like on games like clearly you can jump over an item but it won't let you. Right. There's a lot of that in Survivor yeah, where I'm like yeah. I can clearly make this jump. Yeah. You just don't want me to do it sure, this way. Sure. And it's like just oh, just 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 open the doors a little bit, you know? Yeah. Put the Place the barriers a little bit outside of, because what that does is it lets you create your own experience with the game. Mm -hmm. If I can get to this same obstacle in a way, and that's what makes Rockstar games so good. Yeah. For the most part. Sometimes they do this too, where it's like, you're going to do it the way we fucking want you to do it. (laughs) But when they they blow up bridges, you can't go to the next island or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But there's sometimes in games where you're like, I encountered this thing differently than say, Obi encountered it, but we got to the same thing, which is really cool. My experience yeah. is different from your experience, but right. we still got, we still did the thing. Yeah. And the more you can give players the freedom to do that shit, the better, because it like immerses you in the game more. Which, uh, you know, I hate to be a broken record here, but Tears of the Kingdom is probably the best game at doing that for me that I've played so far. It is so open. It is so, there's so much freedom involved in how you play that game that, uh, like, I found myself playing Final Fantasy being like, I wish I could just like, you know, open up a little canopy and fly down <laughs> to that right. place I need to get to, you right. know, or, or like climb this mountain, you know, just with a stamina meter. Like yeah. the freedom in that game kind of ruins every other game for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It feels like right now you're choosing between massive built out open world games or games where they're like, it's an open world. Wink. Wink. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you see it very quickly because we've grown up playing these games. Very quickly you can see the edges of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like how fast do you go, oh, I just can't do that thing. They <laughs> right. don't want me to do that right. thing. Like even in the Final Fantasy demo, like I, uh, they tell you exactly like there's this door you go through. It's like, all right, what about this door? Don't worry about that. No, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. Listen. You gotta go through this door. Yeah. All right. You're going to your chambers. All right. (laughs) You're not exploring this castle. Yeah. There's nothing else to do but go to bed. Don't worry about it at all. (laughs) I mean, even like the exploration for Final Fantasy 16 is like, you know, the stuff you find isn't that substantial. So, honestly, it's a game that it it, it really incentivizes you just going down the path. Yeah. Which is okay. That's fine. You know, if that's your expectation. Very early on, which is what you know they make for you. Okay, you know I, it's an action game again. I, like I said, to their credit, they made the combat so satisfying that that doesn't bother me so much. It's like, yeah, funnel me right to the next boss. Yeah. Let me go and and kick his ass. Yeah, you know. So I mean that that's okay, but I do find myself missing some of the freedom that I've gotten 
used to with uh, Zelda. Yeah. And maybe it's just me playing them back to back. That's kind of yeah. messing with me a little bit. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I would love to see more like tr- if if they're gonna go open world, go truly open world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not yeah. I mean, games that aren't still work. You know, like you could you play a game like Uncharted or something, where it's like. This isn't an open world game. Yeah, like no. you're doing a thing, and it's still or, or like Last of Us. Sure. Yeah. It's like this is not really an open world. Like you can explore, you can look around. Yeah, Last of Us Two opened it up a bit. You know, yeah. you can like go around uh, the city a bit. But it's it's but. still like you have a thing, and you're doing the thing. Yeah. And those games still work, but don't don't try to trick me into believing that that like I can do more than what I can sure. do. Okay. Sure. Like it's not an open world. That's fine. No. But I'm not an idiot either. <laughs> Don't try to fool me. <clears throat> Don't try to fool me. There's yeah, like stuff in Jedi Survivor where I'm like, dog. <laughs> there's there's times where it's like I made that jump and then you die and it's like, no, fuck you. I made that jump. <laughs> you hit me with a wall. <laughs> there was nothing that I can't there. see. I landed and I died anyway. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. Let me just do this. Why are you stopping me? <laughs> <laughs> I have the control. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's switch gears. Not switch beers, although we do need more beer. It's true. All right, yummy, yummy. Now you can watch as I attempt. Do you want to try it? Sure. I'll. I'll how about this? I try mine. You do yours. Yeah. That way okay, we can so we can the, compare. Here's the thing with the slow pour, right? Okay. When you have it on a Pilsner, or when you have it on like a regular beer faucet, sure. And you have like a Pilsner glass. We 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 will use a, a Kolsch glass or a Stange glass, which are explain for the folks at home. So if you're if if you can imagine, you guys not me, I know. Yeah, no, no, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I know, know you know. <laughs> this is for the folks. Those guys, it's yeah, for the folks, yeah. If you can imagine uh, a very slender cylindrical glass, right? Very narrow. Uh, test tube, if you will. Test tube is yes, very very yep. good way to describe it. You've seen this glass a thousand times. It's not the wide mouth shaker pints, and it's it's um, not the uh, uh, lager lager glasses or anything like that. So it's very specific to light pilsner beer because you don't need <clears throat> pilsners are are light, easy drinking beers for mm-hmm. the most part. You don't need a wide mouth or something to kind of uh, accentuate the uh, uh, aroma of mm-hmm. the beer, right? So it's just like hit hit the glass, very very just straightforward, like boom, beer taste, right? In these glasses, when you're pouring them, like at 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 the bar, for instance, you have the faucet. The pills are supposed to hit the glass. It's supposed to be a pretty hard pour. Mm-hmm. So hard but slow. Hard but slow. So I like them. So you uh you sorry. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> I love the the ignoring, the complete ignoring. So anyway, um, <laughs> you uh, you want to pour hard but slow. Okay. Build that head of foam, but obviously don't let it spill out of the sure, glass. You're sure, gonna, sure. you know, it'll probably hit about like here. Like basically, get that foam to the top of the beer, okay. and then stop. Okay. Let it settle. Uh, until you can get enough, until you can just keep pouring. Uh-huh. And what that'll do is that'll kind of smooth out the beer itself while also getting a harder head <laughs> of foam. Okay. That's where you'll get that nice, classic, almost 
whipped cream yeah. top. Yeah. So. Which, you know, it's hard to get, obviously, in a can. Yeah. But if you had the faucet. Well, it's the can, and it's also, like, the glass. The glass, the yeah, glass yeah, is yeah. too open. Sure. So you're getting, it's escaping more than it would on yeah. a, like, more narrow sure. glass. But I that's you. okay. We can do it. Yeah. It can be done. We deal with the, the tools we've got. Reminds me a little of a, uh, like, a Guinness pour, you know? Yeah. So you kind of have to wait for it to uh, get about halfway up, and then you you keep the pour going after uh-huh. that, and then kind of baby it all the way back up. Mm-hmm. And so with lighter beers like Pilsners and Lagers, you get this nice head of foam that you won't get with other beers, other beer types rather, right? Because uh, there's like all this protein meeting here in the head of foam or in the foam itself, which is why like people are like. Oh, why don't you put an IPA or a stout on the side pull faucets? Like it just it just wouldn't work. Yeah. So <clears throat> don't make no sense. The head on these is dissipating pretty quickly. Which is why we gotta do this a little bit. But you see that? See mm-hmm. how that's already Yeah. She what? thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while we continue to do this. Let's get into the next thing, which is something that's probably just going to make me angry. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> this Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Super fight. Musk v. Zuck. That's being advertised by uh, Dana. Dana White. Of all people. Who's such a fucking... I can't... I'm getting... I can't fucking stand Dana White every time he even just shows up on my social media at this point I've like unfollowed his page I don't want to see him I know that I have to because I keep up with the UFC sure which is it's like it sucks so much it's I mean between like him posting uh uh was it like recipes and uh the slap fight stuff the slap fight stuff is crazy that he that he he's like fighting so much to keep, to to continue to make that a thing, where everyone's like, no one no, wants this. We don't like no one no, wants this. No one, no one. It's a spectacle. You're the only one fighting for this. We don't want this. Just pay your fighters. That's all. Just pay your fighters. Yeah, uh, like take the production money that you have allotted to the slap fight competitions. That's about as best we're gonna. That's get pretty right good. There. That's pretty good. I like that. And and put that to you know your fighters. Yeah. One, how about that? Now, I mean, any and 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 also for for the people out there who um, who who go to bat for Dana White every time, like when you see in these comment sections, for instance, of people who are like, you know, hey man, he's running a business, and you know, if you were in his shoes, you'd do the same thing. And Dana White pays his guys. You guys just don't hit. Blah 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 blah. You guys are the worst you guys are just as big a, uh, just as part of just as much a part of the problem as dana is as the ufc is as uh the the zafty brothers or whatever they're called whoever they are not the not the directors <laughs> no uh, the zafty brothers no there's these guys who also who are like the money they're the money of uh-huh. the ufc who front yeah. Anyway, they're, you're all part of the problem. Oh, the Brazilian guys? <laughs> Those guys behind the scenes? Listen, uh, 
So let's just talk about Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. Okay. Who do you think would win? <laughs> First of all. Okay. Yeah. No. Let's let's you let's have a yeah. serious conversation yeah. about this. Let's who, analyze who would win right now if we're looking at you know barrel chested <laughs> pale uh, uh, Pluto looking. <laughs> Dead-eyed, dead-eyed, slack-jawed, Elon Musk, or Twink, uh, 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 Data Lizard Man, Lizard Man, Mark Zuckerberg. First of all, if you're just eyeballing, I think Elon has at least sixty pounds on him. Yeah, at least. But do you think those are effective pounds? Is my question. Yes, I mean any pound is an effective pound in a fight. I think if you're in a in a fight, sure, a real sure. Well, fight, that's what look. That's why there's weight classes, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you can just manhandle someone if you're yeah. big enough. I mean, he said it himself. He said it himself on a podcast that like he likes to do this move. I think he called it the walrus. <laughs> no, I swear to God, dude, you got to look this up. This is him on a podcast. I don't remember what podcast. I wasn't watching it. That was just a clip. I was saw he smoking mine. the reefer again? <laughs> Straight up sober, talking about what he does is his move called the walrus, where he just lays on you. Uh-huh. And then he, I guess he was trying to explain this. He was trying to explain something to, to like a friend of his, like, you know, it, it, weight class does matter. And like how big you are does matter. And he's like, it does, you know, if I just lay on you, what are you going to do? Sure. So he just laid on this person was like, this is called the walrus. There's nothing charming or funny or quirky about this. Fuck Elon Musk. I don't like it at all. I hate the story. I hate everything about it. Okay. But I will say. He's got a point. He's not wrong. Yeah. You know, in jujitsu, for instance, uh, I mean, how many times have you, if you're a casual UFC, UFC fan, watched it and gone, oh, these guys are just laying on each other? Well, one guy who has 10 to 15 pounds on the other guy can just muscle his way to a victory by quote-unquote laying on the other guy which yeah. i don't believe you know no no it's not actually not. what's happening but it looks like that to the untrained eye so as far as pounds are concerned and like their size it doesn't make any sense they shouldn't be fighting at no, all no they're just too and i'm not saying like morally or or socially they should i'm saying like if we're looking at this from a straight up <clears throat> pound for pound two guys going at it they wouldn't be fighting he's got he's just way too big However, however, I mean, from everything I've, I've heard, you know, Zuck's pretty serious about his, his rolling. They say Zuck is, is, is the not, BJJ not, guy. not bad. It's the BJJ the guy. Jits. Yeah. The kid can jits is what they so, say. So, I mean, you know, Musk, on the other hand, has said that he's like done some martial arts before. I don't believe him. I don't either. Like, the I, stuff he said sounds ridiculous, yeah. but then again, he's a billionaire, so maybe maybe he did. Let's just say they do weird stuff. He doesn't look like he's done any martial arts. Let's just say that. No, no. He's a big guy. He's not like he's not fat or anything. I don't think he, like but he just doesn't he doesn't look like he's in, in he's not in fighting shape, that's for damn sure. This all comes from this all stems from Elon Musk's ego. That's the thing. The crazy thing about all everything of this, he's done in the past ten years has come from his ego, right? And this spectacle that's happening right now is solely because somebody mentioned it online, and he responded to some Twitter account 
some blue check Twitter account that probably had like 30 followers. And he responded and was like, you know, I'll, I'll meet me in the ring or, or, or in the cage or some stupid shit like that. It all stems from like just dumb shit like that. And what's crazy is, again, we're living in this timeline where this can now be national news. Yeah. Instead of it just being an innocuous tweet where Elon's just like, eh, I'll see him in the octagon or whatever. Right. It becomes national news that one billionaire is challenging another billionaire to a cage fight. And then another, well, I wouldn't say a, a multi-millionaire, he jumps in and he's like, let's do it for charity. Like, that's the end-all, be-all of these <laughs> ridiculous fucking fights. Like, if we do it and we just do it for charity, nobody can say that we're, not, that we're wrong and that it's ridiculous because we're doing it for charity. Right, right. It's a, it's a good cause. Listen, here's the thing. You want to do something for charity? They just, just do give, they, for charity. They just give the money. Just give the money. Why do, do why do we all why do you need to charge us a hundred dollars for the pay-per-view? Because really we're giving the charity. Yeah, you're not doing shit for charity. Yeah. I'm donating a hundred. And you know what? I would rather donate that that to any other charity and not pay the fucking pay-per-view for the fuck that. Sure. Because you're paying the overhead, obviously, for everything that's going on. Exactly. For the event itself. If I'm giving a hundred dollars to a charity, I'll just go and straight then, to the boys and, and girls you, club and give them a hundred dollars. You get the spectacle. Of watching two non-trained fighters yeah. go at it for a couple of minutes. Let's watch this exhibition fight that will last probably bah. 10 minutes. Bah. Where they do something ridiculous. They are pretty close in height. I will say that. Zuck's 5'9", and Elon is 6'1". Yeah. So, well, he's you probably, know. He's probably 5'11", for being honest. Probably. probably. He's reported as probably. 6'1". Reportedly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to keep taking shots at Elon. Fuck him. Also, Zuck's definitely a billionaire, <clears throat> multi-billionaire. So. No, I met Dana as the multi-millionaire. Oh. Yeah, Zuck's a billionaire yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, see, let's see Dana's net worth. I don't think he's in the billions. I could be wrong, though. I mean, you know, take it with a grain of salt because all these celebritynetworth.com stuff is yeah, kind of bullshit. Yeah, no, it says he's worth $500 so million. Half a bill. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, he's probably in that neighborhood. Yeah. I'm sure he has some off-seas accounts that aren't being uh, <laughs> counted, yeah. divested, yeah. and such. Um, yeah. So if we're looking at this for real, for real, I would... I'd probably still give it to Zuckerberg because if he's actually training... Yeah. And, I mean, technique will trump pretty much everything else at the end of the day you you if if they're not like i mean you honestly you need to know how to throw a punch too it's like you sure. can't just go in there and swing wildly i mean like if you don't know how to throw a punch you don't we've know seen how to that fight. from all of the like <laughs> celebrity boxing matches and right stuff. they right. all look like shit they look like shit even and if they're like in good shape yeah you know like as soon as they actually start throwing or get hit god forbid yeah it's like it's so clear when you're so used to seeing professional fighters fight, seeing a non-professional bout, it's like these guys look like little kids. Yeah, they look like children. I I, I was I I saw a clip of that um, YouTuber boxing thing that happened oh, yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, months yeah. ago, and while I was disgusted with what I was watching, there was one bout between John Morrison, a professional wrestler you may know as Johnny Nitro, or or John Morrison. He wrestled as John Morrison. And 
the homie from uh, Epic Meal Time. Oh yeah, big yeah, dude yeah. with the beard. Yeah, yeah, forgot his name. And uh, like, yeah, Johnny Nitro's a professional wrestler, but he looked good. He looked, I mean, good. That's he didn't look good. He looked better <laughs> Harley. than Harley. Harley. Yeah. Harley. Yeah. Harley Mornstein. Yeah, that's right. He looked better than Harley. Yeah. And he knocked him out. He knocked him the fuck out. Which yeah. is, it's like this whole spectacle of YouTuber boxing. I blame the Paul brothers. Of course. Of course. You know. They've ruined, and, and people <laughs> want to talk about the sanctity of these sports and stuff. And, it, and it's just like, what do you, what do you talk? This shit there's is no, over Yeah, with, there's, no, there's no sanctity as long as there's money to be made. Yeah, that's, all that shit is done. Hence for. the slap fighting yeah, competitions. Exactly. That slap fight shit used to be some crazy shit that would pop up on your Instagram timeline every now and then. Some guy would get the shit slapped out of him and you're like, Jesus Christ, people yeah. are doing this? But it was always like, oh, they're doing it in Russia. Sure, or something like, yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, it makes sense. Over there, they're doing they're wrestling bears and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, the, uh, the place they have like a five-on-one UFC yeah, fight? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. yeah. No, of course they're yeah, yeah. slapping each other as hard as they can. Yeah. And then Dana was like, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Then he did to his wife. Ah, nice. Ah. Fuck you, Dana. And so we've just got this 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 thing where it the people like Dana who it's the hypocrisy that bothers me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so bothered if he didn't on you ask him about one fight and he's like, that's ridiculous. We would never do anything sure. like that. Sure. And then you, you you bring this shit up, and it's like, yeah, let's totally do that. That's not a gimmick fight. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, this he's been he's been really loud about gimmick, quote, gimmick fights yeah. in the past. Yeah. Saying that there is a sanctity to the ring. Right. You don't want to entertain Jake Paul or Logan Paul coming into the UFC arena and, and fighting one of your guys. Which, by the way, I agree with. Sure. But then don't be a hypocrite afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. This shit is okay. Your BMF belt is okay. The <laughs> right. BMF belt is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's a WWE thing. It's a exactly. Yeah. What do we? They even brought in a WWE guy to introduce it. Exactly. Yeah. They know how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And and like when people, I just don't understand. I I feel like I feel like sometimes we're watching something that other people aren't watching. We're like, how can you see the same shit? And, and and be like well this is totally different yeah it's, it's to- like it's totally it's, different it's, it's completely this it's so oh god it's yeah, so yeah, frustrating yeah. when people just to see well, no the the bottom line is people will have whatever standards they want until they can make a buck on it or until they're genuinely interested in seeing the fight you right know? if they're a fan of elon musk or they're a fan of mark zuckerberg i get the feeling most people are most of these people who are like gung-ho for this fight are musk bros it's crazy to say that you're a fan of either one of these people <laughs> to be a fan right <laughs> but you know the blue check the, the, the blue check marks uh <clears throat> avalanche upon us um but yeah no i mean I, I i just feel like until it's it's somebody you are a fan of or idolize in a way it's like yeah oh this this thing sucks yeah wait a minute right this could be interesting this is a different standard but my thing is, I don't have a problem with that. I only have a problem with you pretending like the other shit isn't okay. You know what I mean? Like, if Dana White was like, yo, let's, let's do it all. I'd be like, what? 
kind of sucks, but whatever. At least yeah. he's well, being it consistent. Yeah, it wouldn't be hypocritical. Yeah, it wouldn't be hypocritical at that it, point. It, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like you. You know, turning the saying the other shit is a spectacle and the other stuff is a gimmick, and then this shit is okay. Right. Like, but you know, whatever. Fuck Dana. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, and 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 also, this fight's not going to happen. No, no, no. It definitely. I would bet somebody a large sum of money that this fight is not going to happen. Never, never in a million years. It's not gonna. No, no. They, they'll never do it. And and the other thing was there was some guy, some fighter on a, I think I think he was on Ariel's show, Ariel Hawani's show, and he was talking about how he doesn't want to see two excuse me leaders of this country going at it and everybody balked at the idea that these two guys because they're billionaires are leaders in this country but guess what buddy the u.s of a as it stands in 2023 is led by the billionaires sure i don't know why you think that that is some kind of conspiracy (laughs) wait in 2023 (laughs) yeah exactly yeah I mean forever but yeah. it no more time in history has it been more obvious that yeah. the reason that industries move and politics change is well, and, because and, of and social media barons what are you yeah, talking about right like these these are the like the hearsts of our time right you know yeah. like they are the guys in control of the narrative in our country exactly so you're telling me that the guy who is, again, the richest person on the planet, because he got his title back, somehow the uh, Tesla stock went up, mm. he got his title back, and he's also the guy who runs the information, like the the, the place where people used to get all of their news, sure. yeah. pop culture, everything. He runs that also. You're telling me he's not a leader of this country? He is Absolutely. definitely a mover and shaker yeah. <laughs> of the United States. So. I agree with him. Yeah. I agree with this fighter. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. But I agree with him. Like, it would be really disappointing to see these two guys go into the cage and have even an exhibition. Y'all need to be doing more important shit. Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and the people who worship these people have put them up on these pedestals as these people who are going to lead us into the future, the, the people who are going to, to guide the way into what the next 10, 15, 20, 50, what the next century of the world yeah. is going to look like. Mark Zuckerberg and his metaverse is what he thinks the future holds. And we're going to put a pause on that stuff so these guys can go into the cage. They can go. Nah. I mean, give me a fucking break. Yeah, no, it's stupid. I hate every second of it. Stupid. I hate everybody very, involved. It's very dumb. And it makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me sad. It just bums me the fuck out. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Also, what? Zuck. Zuck in three. <laughs> ten, ten eight Zuck. <laughs> when we get a... Uh, it would be a three-rounder, right? It wouldn't be a five. They wouldn't do no, championship no way. rounds. No, no way. <laughs> I don't even think it goes three rounds. I think it goes two rounds, like, uh, yeah. like the Ultimate Fighter. I think they do two yeah. rounds. Yeah. That that seems about right. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I I think I think Zuck gets him in an armbar pretty quick. Yeah, and that's that's all she wrote. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I hope he breaks it. Anyway, <laughs> we got one more thing. What, are we, what was the last thing we were talking about? Final Fantasy, Zuck versus Musk. There was something else. Mm-hmm. I should have wrote it down. I should have wrote it down. Fuck. 
I really don't remember, man. I don't know. I think that's all we. Had. I think that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Milf Manor. All right. I don't need to do this. I was trying to get us to go past that. I don't need to do this. I mean, what were you gonna say about what 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 like grand uh, revelations happened? I don't have the, the, the real. Had you watching Milf Manor in the, a bar? The only thing that really that I can really the only revelation I had really is that these. Uh, these reality TV shows in, in 2023, they've been going on for so long that they can only do things to up the ante. Yeah. And they've gotten so ridiculous to the point that they're, they're beyond, I mean, they've been beyond reality for years, but they're beyond even the faintest idea of reality. Sure. So they, you, you, these people are, they're they're not put on an island they're transported to another planet right where the rules aren't the rules anymore there's no rules yeah and you get 18 20 people together to just like they they become different they're not humans anymore Mm -hmm. does this make sense like when you're watching it you're watching it almost like these these people aren't real yeah this is not a thing that human beings do to each other I often point out when I'm forced to watch reality TV, mm. thanks to Sherry. Yeah, um, I I'm able to scope out the the plants, <coughs> the actors within yeah. this entire thing, right? Because you can just tell there's right. some certain people that are way over the top that you know the Bachelorette always ends up picking, of course, yeah. to continue on because right. they stir up the drama. You know the producers in her ear saying, "Hey." Listen, I know you don't like this guy because he's really weird. You got to keep him. You got to keep him on. I mean, he's right. interesting. Right. We need yeah. to see more of him. Like the you know the failed actors and stuff who are in here just to like get their face out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's so clear that yeah. like so much of this is clearly manufactured. Oh, I mean, Milf Manor has a couple of women who are like that who are yeah. clearly there to be to to stir up drama, looking and to for be, a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, there's one lady who is definitely getting a spinoff. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. Yeah. She, and she shows up. I mean, first episode, you're like, oh, that's the one right there. Yeah. That's, that's, I love New York. That's, that's, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's the one who's getting a spinoff. Flavor of love. I'll just give you one bit and then we can just be off of this. Okay. Thing. Okay. There is a moment in the show <clears throat> where, uh, and also shout out to Kelsey who, was so enthusiastic about me watching this show. And then we ended up watching. We went out to uh, GB's together. And uh, they turned it on. And he was like, this is, this is the fucking show that I've been telling you. <laughs> and, I'm, and I kept telling him, like, there's no way I, I go home and watch this show. I'm just not yeah. going to do it. You don't know me at all. I would never. So we finally, he finally got me to watch it somehow by being at this bar. Anyway. You were a captive audience. I mean, I was enthralled by what I was seeing. (laughs) Captive and captivated. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit in the first episode where they go, we're going to put our deepest, darkest secrets on this wall. And then we want our kids and our mother. So it was like both. It was back and forth. Everybody put their deepest, darkest secret on the wall. And then the kids and and the sons had to figure out whose deepest darkest secret it was okay some of them were kind of innocuous 
Some of them were really gross. Like one was like, I got pink eye from eating ass. And it was like, bro, you couldn't think of a different secret? <laughs> like that's your deepest, darkest secret? Yeah, yeah. You could just think of a different one? Sure. One of them, the, the one of them was like, I had a seven woman orgy, which I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I don't believe you. But that's fine. You want to lie on reality TV? Yeah, you want to lie fine. on this TV show? Sure, go ahead. <clears throat> One of them was I fucked my son's best friend. And when the kid finds out, it's like the veil gets lifted. <laughs> this kid has like a nervous breakdown. Oh, God. It's so weird, off-putting, and sad. Fantastic he TV. Gets he gets in the pool naked. He takes his trunks off and he's just floating around the pool because he can't. He just can't handle the information. He becomes an embryo again. <laughs> he's, he's he reverts to fetus. Bro, it is so. You're like you're watching it like rebirth me, please. Gobsmacked. You're just like jaw on the floor, like oh my god, I, who would do that? Why yeah. would you do that? And then why would you admit it on yeah, TV? Yeah, 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 no. It's, and that's what I'm talking about. That is the best example I can think of where like they go to another planet and they don't act like humans anymore. Because yep. a real human being would never, would never do that. First of all, they wouldn't do that to their son. But second of all, they wouldn't ever admit it. Yeah. And then third of all, they would never admit it in public on a TV show. To the world. So it just reinforced why I don't like reality TV shows, why I will never sit down and watch one. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? I would, I fucking hate them with a passion. I didn't like it. I thought it was horrendous. Every second my eyes were on the TV, I was like, why is this happening? I cannot believe people agreed to do this. Yeah. It makes me angry to watch this shit. I can't believe it's real. I can't believe... I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe it's still going. Like, it made sense in the 90s. Reality TV shows made sense in the 90s because it was an alternative to the shit that she was watching. Sitcoms were, like, going out of style. There was nothing... There early was, like, 2000s. sports, and there was nothing else. Early 2000s, yeah. And there was nothing really else going on. And then reality TV shows start, and you're like, oh, human drama. Yeah. I can watch real people go through real shit like if somebody slapped me this is how i would react yeah, and yeah. then you see somebody reacting that way and you're like god that's crazy i'm seeing real people yeah and very quickly it devolved into the like most heinous fucking i blame just- i blame real world and i blame survivor yeah i think those were the two big ones big brother big brother yeah oh yeah 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 but yeah those three i think survivor real world and Big Brother, yeah, are I think are the ones that really, really ruined it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and they came about really quickly. Yeah, like as soon as reality TV became a thing. Like, they were oh, like, this no, is going to be huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's my take. Okay, that's it. All right. All right. Good to know. All right. Okay, <clears throat> we got two things before we can get out of here, and you know what they are. So we're going to start with the most important thing. Well, second most important thing. I think the review is probably the most important. But Who's to say? Who's to say? Not me, not you, not you, not you. Not, not you. you. It is time for the cheers of the week. So, Obi, tell me, what's your cheers? My cheers of the week goes to Street Fighter the movie. Mm. <laughs> 
Of course, of course. I hadn't seen this movie honestly since I was a kid. Um, on a whim, bought it on Blu-ray off of Amazon because it was cheap and the box art looked awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, I rewatching it again with with fresh adult eyes. You know, I think it is a a, a mistaken classic of parody. Yeah. It is such a... If you can watch it in the way that you watch The Room, you know? Right. Uh, I, I, I think you will see it with, with brand new eyes. And even beyond that, though, I, you know, I, I, I think... I read somewhere, and this may have tainted my viewing, but I read somewhere that Street Fighter the movie is actually, like, over the top and tongue-in-cheek on purpose. And in some ways, I see that with like the character of Zangief, yeah. and obviously uh, Raul Julia's entire performance yeah. is way over the top. And they knew what they were doing with that, right? Yeah. Well, he knew. He knew. He at least knew. Um, but still, still one of the great, great performances. Like unironically, one of the great, fantastic. great performances. Raul Julia deserves all of his flowers. Yeah. Um, I mean. Most well known, obviously, from the Adams Family movies, um, but a, a fantastic actor. Yeah, taken from us way too, way soon. way I, too soon. He, yeah. he, he, man, what he, what he would have and could have done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have been a, 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 I mean, he already was, but he could have done so much more as a character actor. Yeah, incredible stuff. Yeah. But that being said, uh, great performance by him, um, and. As long as you're not going into it expecting a good Street Fighter movie, hmm. I think you'll be satisfied. You know, like it's it's just a fun, cheesy '90s romp. And sure, plot doesn't make sense. Sure, the the script is, is all over. The, the script is awful. Uh, uh, there are some performances. I'm sorry, Kylie Minogue, you're not good at acting. No, but you know it's fun. It's a good time. It, it, it's a really good time, and I think, especially if you know you're you're from our generation back in the day, and you have some nostalgia for it, I highly recommend you go back and rewatch it, um, just for funsies. It's nothing like deep, but. I think I'll have a good time. Yeah. So it surprisingly holds up in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with, with those nostalgia glasses on. Yeah. So. No. Yeah. I think I think because when we were kids, we when you're when you're a kid watching it, you're it's awesome. Then you become like a young adult, and you're like that movie sucks because you take it so seriously. And you're yeah. Like it's not a good Street yeah. Fighter movie. And then you become like an older adult, and you're like this movie fucking rocks. Yeah. No. It, it really is a lot of fun, and in a way, I think it's it's really up there with Mortal Kombat for me because Mortal yeah. Kombat actually works as a movie and is, you know, good for what it is. Yeah. But Street Fighter is, it's bad. Yeah. But it's so bad it's good. Yeah. And I, I think it deserves, you know, it, it, it's place upon the 90s martial arts cheesy movie pantheon. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. <clears throat> My cheers of the week is going to... I don't want to blanket statement this and say, like, nerd culture as a whole. But the idea of, like, I was thinking about this while playing Jedi Survivor and then playing Final Fantasy. Yeah. Very like, nerdy. Very nerdy. Yeah. And this, like, our, like, the internal Sci-fi and fantasy. Of, like, 
Yeah. Together. Just that whole idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I'll explain. Okay. I've probably made note on this show multiple times how I don't get into like knights and fucking dragons and all that bullshit. Yeah. Unless it's like really, really good. It like took you Game a long time to get into Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, it did. I didn't start watching that show until season six. Yeah. And and then, you know, that was... You speed ran it. Yeah. I fucking, <laughs> oof, fucking yeah. flew through it and then caught up just in time for it to fucking suck. <laughs> so... <laughs> it waited for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there are certain things that I'm like really, 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 really into. Star Wars being one of them. Sure. Uh, that that like looked at from a certain lens. Like you're like, oh, how can you be so against all this other stuff, and then be so nerdy about this thing, which is just like one step removed from this thing. Like sure, they're yeah, they yeah. are knights. They're just knights in space. They're called Jedi knights. Yeah. They're knights in space That's with true. laser swords, That's true. and they're wizards. And they have weird names for things. And George Lucas just farts out names for creatures Mm -hmm. and cities and planets. It all doesn't really make a lot of sense. And for some reason, I can't get enough. And like the just this idea, like this 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 thing of like you can be so nerdy about this thing and and not so nerdy about this thing or nerdy about that thing, hate this thing. Despise (laughs) another thing. Yeah. I just I love that about this culture. Sure. I love that about uh, being that so into things. Yeah. We should say also there, not to cut you off, there's there's that even within those subcultures. Right, for sure. So like people who love Trek but hate Star Wars. Right, right. Or people who love Lord of the Rings but hate Game of Thrones. Right. You know? Right. Like it's it, it goes deep. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, I was thinking about it a lot while trying to understand i guess trying to understand myself <laughs> doing a deep dive on myself trying to understand why knights and and dragons and 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 kingdoms and all that kind of like um middle earth lore doesn't speak to me but stuff like star wars and like comic books and stuff like that does speak to me yeah and um i know why People aren't really gonna like the answer, but I know. I think I know why. Okay. So I think that shit is corny. All right. And I really that that's really like the end all be all of like, Jedi's are cool. They're monks. They have a code. They wear cool hood. Like just uh-huh. on the surface, they're cooler. Their swords are better. Sure. Like laser swords are just better than big broadswords. They're. Better. I mean, knights are cool though. Knights aren't cool though. They're not. Because they serve a king. Clive looks awesome. Clive looks awesome. Clive's not a knight, though. I guess. Clive is like a rogue. Sure. Clive's but cool. that's part of that universe. Yeah, but rogue knights are dope. Okay. Knights of like a kingdom, fucking, they're nerds. Well, then you don't like samurai. No, that's different. That's different. Because <laughs> samurais look cool. You only shit. like Ronin, then. <laughs> no, samurais look cool. Okay. See, and this is just a personal taste thing, sure, right? Sure, sure, Because I'm sure, sure, sure there are people out there who think, like, knight armor looks cool. It does. I don't think so. <laughs> it does. I don't think so. All right. I think they look big and bulky and dumb, and I think in a real fight, you just fucking kick them over, and they, they're like the Tin Man from, from Wizard uh-huh. of Oz. <laughs> Samurais. <laughs> Samurais, they got masks that make them look like monsters, mm-hmm. and they've got, you know, decorative... Different, like you can you can customize like a fucking video game. You can customize the colors and shit. And at the end of the day, it's a re- like it's a Japanese based martial art, which obviously I'm biased to. So sure, there's that sure, thing. Sure, 
which I know a lot of this is just my own personal yeah, yeah, biases. Yeah. I get that. That's all it is, yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, obviously, Star Wars is more based in like Japanese exactly lore. So, so, so. so there's that too. Yeah. Even when yeah. they put on like Clone Wars era armor, yeah, they look like samurai. They yeah. don't look like knights. They are wearing their traditional Jedi robes and then armor on top of that, which is what a samurai would do. Right. right, so it's 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 a lot of that stuff, and then yeah. you know, they're just they're just cooler. Than <laughs> knights, okay. you know, regular knights they serve a king, and the king is always like some pompous fucking asshole, and they're always like my liege, and it's like fuck that, <laughs> fucking sucks. Okay, the Jedi serve an order, and the order serves the Force, and the Force is the universe that controls all things yeah but the so jedi were, were pompous dorks a, though yes they were they were and they were flawed and it was their downfall and it was their downfall and it's interesting to watch these pompous fucking occult members basically yeah well that's why like uh, that's why black outfit luke is the coolest one million percent because he's like the the reformed version of that yeah which is why it sucks so bad in the recent trilogy that he just falls flat on his face. He's supposed to be the guy that's like, no, I learned from all of this. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, he's supposed to know better. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Don't get me started. Hey, listen, we can do a whole other episode of this stuff. (laughs) Steve! (laughs) This is is my cheers. My cheers is to this. Okay. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Fair enough. It's a beautiful thing when it's a fun debate about, you know, being nerds and nerding out. Yeah, yeah. So that's my tips. Okay. All right, all right. I dig it. All right, we got one last thing, and you know what it is. It's the review of this brewski. So, the beer stad. Oops, sorry. Oh, whoa, whoa, the beer stad. Beer stad. Beer stad. Just the beer stad. Out of Denver. It's what? the slow pull pills. Slow pour. Slow, slow pour. Slow pills. pour pills. Excuse me. From beer stad. Yes. Out of Denver. Obi, what'd you think? I'm so glad you asked. It's a six out of six bottle cast for me, buddy. Whoa, six out of <laughs> six. He did it. He went there. He didn't even fucking prep me. Why well, wasn't even warned about this? No, no. I mean, it, it's just, it's so exactly what it's supposed to be. You know, it's crispy. It's, it, it is, it's absolutely smashable, but it has just enough flavor to make it worth your while to get through one of them, you know? The slow pour of it, it's a fun addition to the the the, the drinking experience. Um, again, if you have it fresh, it, uh, it it really sends it over the top on that. And I was like again, I can't I can't say it for this exact pour, but when I had it at a la carte, the foam was actually like warm. Yeah. And the beer was cold. And that just, like, I was like, I didn't know beer could do that. <laughs> like, it was just, it was transformative in a way. And I, I was, my socks blowneth off. Mm. Um, you know, I tend to be more of a bitter beer guy. And it has just enough bitter notes for me. Uh, it being a pills, light, <clears throat> tasty. It's been really hot in Florida lately. I would absolutely crush another, you know, two of these easily. So, yeah, I mean, it does does everything it's supposed to in my books. I can't find fault in it. That's why it's a six out of six. I mean, when you put it that way, <laughs> what do you think, Celine? She just wants chicken. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree 
Yeah. And I didn't really think about what score I was going to give it. Yeah. Uh, really just go off gut reaction. But I think... <laughs> I think... I don't know. I think I, I think I gotta go with you. I think I gotta do. It. I think we gotta give it a unanimous six yeah, out of six. six. I out think six. so. I love it. I think so. I I honestly, it's 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 fantastic. I can't I can't find any fault in it. Yeah. I wish that I had the wherewithal to have poured a regular beer and and um, compared the slow pour to, because a slow pour does change. The texture of the beer, it changes the flavor of the beer. It, it, it does. It changes. It changes the, the the chemical makeup of it. Yeah. Um. So I wish that I'd just done both. I don't know why I didn't. I should have known better. Well, you, don't but, wanna, you don't want to have one of them a lesser beer, you know. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everything you said was right. It's just a perfect lager. Yeah. It, it's 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 simple. It's clean. It's there's enough flavor there. To be worth your while. Uh, yeah, six out of six. Love it. All right, you get out of here. Go on. Clink these babies together. Yeah. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer and Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Use the fools. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. 